What's up, you guys? Welcome back to Gen Alpha Talk, and today I'm back with another coronavirus news. And today I'll be telling the lessons the coronavirus pandemic has taught us. What we've learned over the past years could pay off for years to come. So, lesson number one, let's get started. Lesson number one is family marries more than we realized. Uh, Norman Rockwell would have needed miles of canvas to portray the American family this past year. You can imagine the titles, the family that zooms together, generations under one roof, grandkids outside my window, the shared office beneath the words and complexities of all that went wrong. We rediscovered the independence, interdependence of generations and how much we need each other, Friedman says. Among the lessons, although kids are okay. A Pew Research Center survey surveys last summer found that 52% of the American population between ages 18 and 29 were living with parents, a figure unmatched with the Great Depression. From February to July 2020, 2.6 million young adults moved back with one or both parents. That's a lot of shared Netflix accounts. It's also a culture shift, says Karen Fingerman. Director of the Texas Aging and Longevity Center at University of Texas at Austin. After the family dinners together, grandparents filling in for childcare and the wise economic sense, it's going to be acceptable for adult family members to coincide, Fingerman says, at least for a while. Spouses and partners are critical to well being. The ones who've done exceptionally well are couples in long term relationships who felt renewed intimacy and career connection to each other. The social psychologist Richard Slatcher, who runs the Close Relationships Laboratory at the University of Georgia. Difficult caregiving can morph into good for all home sharing. To get older Americans out of nursing homes and into a loved one's home, a priority that has gained in importance and urgency due to the pandemic will take more than just a willing child or grandchild. New resources could help, like expanding Medicaid programs to pay family caregivers such as an adult child or initiatives like the program of all-inclusive care for the elderly, a Medicare-backed benefit currently helping 50,000 community-dwelling seniors with medical services, home care, and transportation. A positive piece this year has been the past to reflect on how we can help people stay in their homes as they age, which is what everyone wants, says Nancy Lemon. Uh, AARP's Chief Advocacy and Engagement Officer. If you're taking care of a parent, a grandparent, aging partner, or yourself, you see more than ever the, the need for community and government support. If having technology to communicate with your doctor or getting paid leave for family caregivers, the pandemic has forced us to think about all these things, and that's very positive. Family may be the best medicine of all. Now we know... If you can't hug your 18-month granddaughter in person, you can read out to her on FaceTime, says Jane as I say, author of several books about family relationships. You can send your kids snail mail. You can share your life's wisdom, even from a distance. These coping skills may be the greatest gift of COVID to an older generation that deeply and rightly fears isolation. Lesson number two. We have unleashed a revolution in medicine. 
In the past, it's taken 4 to 20 years to create conventional vaccines. For the new messenger RNA, vaccines from Pfizer, BioNTech, BioNTech and Moderna. It was record-setting 11 months. The process may have changed forever the way drugs are developed. Breakthroughs come after years of research. Supporting the development of the COVID vaccines was more than a decade of research into mRNA vaccines, which teach human cells how to grow to make a protein that triggers a specific immune response. The research has already overcome many challenging hurdles, such as making sure that mRNA won't provoke inflammation in the body, says Lynn E. McGuett, uh, director of the University of Rochester's Center for RNA Biology, from genome, genome to therapeutics. Vaccines may one day treat heart disease and more. In the near future, mRNA technology could lead to better flu vaccines. That could be updated quickly as flu viruses mutate with the, re- with the season, Macquid says, or the development of a universal flu shot that might be effective for several years. Drug developers are looking at vaccines for rabies, Zika virus, and HIV. I expect to see the approval of more mRNA-based Vaccines in the next several years, says mRNA researcher Norbert Party, a research assistant professor of medicine at the University of Pennsylvania. We could use mRNA for diseases and conditions that can be treated with drugs, Cook explains. It may also target our biggest killers. Future mRNA therapies could help regenerate muscle and failing hearts and target the unique genetics of individual cancers with personalized cancer vaccines. Every case of cancer is unique with its own genetics, Cook says. Doctors will be able to sequence your tumor and use it to make a vaccine that awakens their immune system to fight it. Such mRNA vaccines will also prepare us for future pandemics, Macquad says. In the meantime, use the vaccines we have available. Don't skip recommended conventional vaccines now available to older adults for the flu, phenomenal, phenomenal, uh, ph- pneumonia, sorry, shingles, and more parties. The flu vaccine alone, which is one in three older adults skipped in the winter 2019 season, saves up to tens of thousands of lives a year and lowers the risk for hospitalizations with the flu by 28% and for needing a ventilator to breathe by 46%. Lesson number three, self-care is not self-indulgence. As the virus upended life last spring, America became hibernation nation. Canned, dry, and instant soup sales have risen 37% since last April. Premium chocolate sales grew by 21% in the first six months of the pandemic. The athleisure market that includes sweatpants and yoga were saw uh, its 2020 U.S. revenue pushed past an estimated $105 billion. With 7 in 10 American workers doing their jobs from home, COVID turned the focus for all ages on the small, simple pleasure and soothe and give us meaning. This is Isabel Gillies, author of Cozy, The Art of Arranging Yourself in the World. Why care about self-care? Pampering is vital to well-being, for yourself and for those around you. Activities that one felt indulgent became essential to your health and equilibrium. And that self-care mindset is likely to endure, whether it's permission to take long bubble baths, tinkering in the backyard, uh, 
enjoying herbal tea or seeing noon come while staying on your rope. Being good to yourself offers a necessary reprieve from whatever horror is dressing us up from out there, Gilly says. Being good to yourself is good for others too. A recent European survey found that 77% of British respondents, 75 and young, consider it important to take their health into their own hands in order not to burn the health care system. Nostalgia TV, pay, daytime PGAs, uh, it's okay to use comfort as a crutch. Comfort will help us ease back to life. Some companies are already hawking pajamas you can wear in public. Old-fashioned drive-ins and virtual castle unions for shows like Taxi, Seinfeld, and Happy Days will likely continue as long as the craving is there. More than half the consumers in a 2020 survey reported finding comfort in revisiting TV and music from their childhood. Even the iconic God Milk, uh, God Milk ads are back after dairy sales started to show some big upticks. So cut yourself some slack, learn a new skill, adopt a pet, limit your new diet, your, your new diet uh, ask for help if you need it, if it's long enough to see the value of prioritizing number one. Not only does self-care have positive outcomes for you, Conception says, but it also sets an example to younger generations as something to establish and maintain for your entire life. I have so many more things to tell you, but I'll just say the topic so it won't go more than like 15 minutes and stuff so number four we have have a stash ready for the next crisis but before the pandemic nearly four in ten households did not have the cash on hand to cover an unexpected 400 dollars expense according to a federal research report then the economic downturn hit by last october 52 percent of workers were report reporting reduced hours lower pay a layoff other hits to their employment situation. A third ta- had taken a loan early withdrawal from a retirement plan or intended to. Alarm bells were already ringing, but many workers were caught off guard without emergency savings, says Katherine Collinson, CEO and president of the Transamerica Institute. The pandemic has laid bare so many weaknesses in our safety net. Now I'll just be saying the titles right now. So lesson number five, the adage age is just a number it has new meaning. Lesson number six, we befriended technology and there's no going back. Lesson number seven, work is anywhere now, a shift that bodes well for older Americans. Lesson number eight, our trust is one in one another has frayed, but it can be slowly restored. Lesson number nine, the crowds will return, but we'll gather carefully. Lesson number ten, loneliness hurts health more than we thought. Lesson 11, when your world gets small, nature lets us, give, let us, lets us live large. Lesson number 12, you can hope for stability, but best be prepared for the opposite. Number 13, wealth inequality is growing and affects us all. Lesson number 14, uh, lesson number 14 the benefits of telemedicine have become undisputable. And lesson number 15, our cities won't ever be the same. This is the end of my episode, and I hope you guys like that. Sorry for cutting it short like that. I would love to say more, but I'm off on a little homework. So I put podcast first and then homework because, you know, that's that's how I roll. This is the end of my episode. Hope you guys have a great day. Jen, I have a total say thank you. Hit the like, subscribe, and share button. And goodbye.